Hello, and welcome to the Black Final Girl podcast. I am your host, Clary, and continuing on with my winter watches, I watched Frozen 2010, directed by Adam Green. Quick moment to just say that there's spoilers in this episode for the movie Frozen. If you don't mind that, then continue in listening. If you do mind that, then go watch the movie and come back. I will take no offense. Frozen 2010 is an American survival horror written and directed by Adam Green. I personally find this movie to be a little bit of an underrated winter watch because a lot of people either don't know it exists or it's not really at the top of many people's lists. But I think that this movie has a lot of really good moments in it, even if it is slightly on the lower budget side. The movie follows a group of friends who go to a ski resort and they end up trapped on a ski lift for a week. And if that thrilling plotline doesn't pull you in, this little fun fact is something that always pulls me in. I don't know if it's actually 100% true, but hey. This movie came to director-writer Adam Green in a premonition. He was on a ski lift, he hit a certain point on the ski lift, and he was like, yeah, this is exactly where the characters in my next film are going to die. So the movie starts off with our three main characters, Dan, Parker, and Joe, having a conversation about how they are going to essentially scam their way onto the ski lift. So for Dan and Joe, this is not their first rodeo. They mentioned that they have scammed their way onto this chairlift, ski lift, many a time because Joe, who goes by his last name Lynch, but hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I can't say it without laughing, so I can't call him Lynch. Joe is like, I flirt with this lady all the time. She gets me on the ski lift. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. But the woman refuses to come. Instead, in her place, we see this guy come in. So they're like, we're going to pimp out Parker. Parker, go get us this free ride on a ski lift. And prior to watching this movie this time around, I had never really cared about how much money it was to get on a ski lift. So I was like, why are they struggling so hard to get on the ski lift? I thought it was free. I had to Google it. <laughs> and one of the nearest resorts to me, the price for a singular day was $95. A singular day of ski lifting, $95 for a pass. Best believe I would have scammed my way on there too. I'm with them. Now, immediately, I'm endeared to these characters because I too would not pay $95 fucking dollars just for one of me. Okay, and there's three of us. So anyways, Parker is able to flirt her way onto the ski lift with the guys and they go on this ski lift ride and essentially we find out that Joe does not like Parker, he's sick of her, and also Parker does not know how to snowboard, which is an important piece of information because later on in the night, this first ski run, it's not really important, okay? It's just to establish the characters. But after this, later on at night, they're talking about how they did not really get to ski because they were watching Parker not be able to snowboard, right? They were on the bunny slopes. It was not a good time. I think it's a great time. You know, you guys were out there. There was some fresh powder, bro. But either way, none of that matters. Like I said, it's nighttime now. <laughs> they did not get to ski earlier because Parker doesn't know how to ski. So Joe is like, Dan, can we please ditch your girlfriend and just go skiing? The two of us, just dudes being bros in the mountains. You know how that goes. But Dan is like, listen, I love Parker. She has to come with us. So they decide to go for a nighttime ski. But this little nighttime ski is not working out for them because the park is closing down for the night due to a snowstorm approaching. 
they get to the ski lift, okay, the guy at the ski lift lets them know, no, we're closing because there is a snowstorm approaching. But because Joe is so angry that he did not get at least one good run down that mountain, he's like, please, please, please let us on. They bring up the fact that they had bribed the guy earlier. So the guy's like, you know what? I literally do not get paid enough and I actually don't want to be here. Just get on the ski lift and do your thing. So he lets them on. But then his manager calls for him and his manager's like, we need you right now. Please come out here. So he tells his buddy, hey, there's three people on the ski lift watch out for them when they come back down close the ride down or whatever buddy needs to pee so bad so the first three people he sees come down the mountain he's like okay cool everything's good he shuts the ride down meanwhile on the ski lift parker joe and dan are like yo what's happening why did they just turn it off actually parker (laughs) true paranoid girl after my own heart is like they forgot we're up here But then the dudes being bros are like, no, they did not forget us up here. We paid. Okay, but they didn't. Mind you, they scammed their way in here. We paid and we just told the guy we're going to be here. So why would they shut it down? They know we're up here. It's just a power outage. A little bit of time goes by. They're still convincing themselves it's a power outage. Actually, a really funny scene happens right here. (laughs) At least it's funny for me because I was just taken aback. The boys are playing like a game of what's the worst way to die, right? So Dan is like, oh, a shark attack like in the movie Jaws, okay? Cool, I agree. I would not want to be chomped by a shark. Then Joe is like, no, the Sorlacc pit in the Star Wars movies would be awful. And I agree again, because who wants to be eaten alive? You know what I mean? And anything involving me being chewed on while I'm conscious is not a good, it's not a good time, right? And then Parker turns and she's like, I heard having to jump from the building during 9-11 was kind of bad. And I was like, what is she talking about? What are we talking about? And Joe is being Joe because he hates Parker. He's like, actually, I heard that you die before you even make it to the bottom. I heard your heart stops, which is a little bit of foreshadowing. But also the idea that you hear your two friends talking about very fictional deaths okay i know that you can actually be eaten by a shark okay but very fictional deaths for you to bring up 9 11 are you kidding me i was like girl read the room read the ski lift right now doesn't matter we move on so as they're having this conversation the lights start turning off on the ski lift one by one And the boys somehow are still convincing themselves that everything is okay. They're like, it's definitely a power outage. Relax, Parker. And Parker's like, are you dumb? We are now stuck on this machine, okay? The lights are off and nobody knows we're here. Dan is like, hey, they have cameras here, so it doesn't matter. And then Dan follows that up with, if anything, I can make the jump. You guys can't physically see this movie, and I really hope you guys went and watched the movie before listening to this, because I want you to understand that they are at the highest, the highest part of the ski lift, as in the snow and the ground is the furthest from them, as it'll ever be on that ski lift. And he is now convincing himself and his friends that he is freaking Spider-Man, and he's going to jump down and make it okay (laughs) a little bit of time passes before the snowstorm finally begins and these guys are being pelted with snow they it's just not a good time they're not having a good time on this snow lift this is why you don't go skiing i digress so while the snowstorm is happening a snow truck happens to start driving below them and so they try getting his attention first they try screaming 
I don't know if you've ever been in a snowstorm before, but it is very windy to the point where you actually probably can't hear anything. It literally, it feels like a vacuum. But anyways, they're trying to get this man's attention. They start throwing things, right? So Joe, who is the only one that had skis, he throws down like his first two skis. He throws down like one of his poles. Like they're trying to get this guy's attention. And I kid you not, this man is about to look up. Like they, they just caught his attention. He is about to look up. His radio beeps. The friends are like, yo, why are you cleaning snow during a snowstorm? Come back to base. And he's like, you're right. So he leaves them. He leaves them up there. He doesn't even stop and think, yo, where could this ski that fell from directly above me have fallen from? We're now back to like square one. The group is kind of just sitting there talking again. And our girl Parker is like, we're going to be here for a week, by the way, guys. The park closes on Sunday. It's Sunday and it doesn't open again until Friday the scream that I scrumped, the laugh that I laughed. They're up there again for a few more hours and our girl Parker, her glove falls because, oh my gosh, this is something. Parker, why did you take your glove off? Why did you take your glove off? You are outside in the cold. You know it's going to continue being cold. It was just a snowstorm. Why would you take the glove off of your hand to have your bare hand out like regardless of what she was planning on doing you know you're stuck on the ski lift why take the glove off either way her glove falls and for some reason this glove falling is what convinces dan that he needs to jump so right before dan makes the jump he turns to joe and he's like hey remember how i said i've done this before i was lying i was yanking your chain and then he just jumps <laughs> And the jump goes exactly as you would expect it to go. He does not make the landing. I actually really, really enjoy this scene. I enjoy his jump because it's filmed from like a first person point of view up until the point of impact. So you feel like you're falling with him and then you feel his legs kind of crunch beneath him because he breaks both of them, by the way. I didn't mention that he snaps his legs. And since it's filmed in first person, you genuinely feel your own legs snap with it. And then he's just like laying there on the snow and it's like a bunch of quick cuts and he's laying there and you see his bones sticking out and he's screaming. And before your brain can fully process it, you yourself feel like you've just snapped both of your legs. <laughs> then while Dan is literally on the ground sad and he can't move and he's kind of like processing the fact that his legs are both now broken joe is like hey do you think you could maybe slide down the hill real quick for us and then parker is like hey i'm gonna throw you my scarf down so you could wrap your leg up so that you could slide down the hill because dan being dan the man is like yeah i can definitely slide down this hill two broken legs it's not an issue she goes to throw her scarf and I shit you not, it flutters in the wind into a tree. And this is a moment in the movie where I'm like, yeah, no matter what this movie is, 10 out of 10, I think it deserves the Oscar. Matter of fact, give it the whole EGOT. <laughs> give it every single award you can give it, okay? Including the chainsaw. So then Joe, who clearly wants to kiss Dan on the lips, then throws his down. And thankfully, his actually lands semi-near Dan, okay? It's like in his vicinity, but it's not close enough to where he can just lean over and grab it. So we have to watch this man with two broken legs kind of shimmy around to try to reach. And thankfully, he is able to grab the scarf and begin to try and give himself a tourniquet 
our girl Parker up above, she also offers to throw her coat down. And I mentioned that simply because she took her glove off earlier and that pissed me off enough to the point of when she says, I could toss you down my coat, I actually was like, yo. So after Dan is able to wrap his legs up, Joe is like, hey, I got a great idea. What if I grab onto the cables that hold the like ski lift up and then I just kind of like shimmy across them right i could get to that pole and i could essentially help you back down none of that matters because literally the wolves are out we start hearing wolves howling <laughs> this movie actually does not give you a second to relax it doesn't give you a second to be like okay they've figured out a new plan before something just comes and it's like actually they now have another issue to deal with yeah a pack of wolves are here because it's nighttime in the wilderness <laughs> so of course there's animals out and about and the wolves see Dan, they smell his blood probably, and they're like, delicious, tasty meal. This scene is actually very horrific. The wolves begin to eat him alive while he screams for Joe to not let Parker see. And this is the part of the movie where the mood completely shifts. I can no longer laugh in Kiki because, girl, you're laughing and her boyfriend's being eaten by a pack of wolves. Like, <laughs> we gotta be serious right now. We gotta be a little bit serious. The girl is on the ski lift, her boyfriend's being eaten by a pack of wolves, and you're laughing? But none of that matters because it is now the morning time and our girl Parker has woken up to her right hand gripping that metal bar for dear life. But wait! Her hand is actually now stuck to the metal bar because she dropped her glove last night. Man, she dropped it. And that's another thing that I actually really like about this movie is the effects. It's so good. It's so good when I have to sit here and watch this girl yank the first layer of skin off of her hand because she got it stuck to a metal pole. The effects in this movie are actually so believable. Even the frostbite on their like cheeks, it's so good. A little more time passes before Joe is kind of like, fuck it, let me just try the Spider-Man idea and get across this cable. So he goes to get across the cable, but the cable is razor sharp. So he is also just cutting up his hands while he is swinging across. But hey, he makes it to the pole. And then he asks Parker, okay? He asks her to throw him one of his ski poles so that he can defend himself against the wolves when he gets to the bottom. Joe, Joe, we saw her try throwing things earlier in the movie. Not once, not one time did Parker hit her mark. So guess what happens when she throws this ski pole? Yeah, it falls to the ground, very much not near him. So it doesn't matter. He has to climb down. Zero safety, okay? He just gets to the bottom. He grabs the pole. The wolves are on him immediately. But Joe is able to grab his ski pole that is on the floor and he starts attacking the wolves back and then he hops onto Parker's snowboard and he snowboards down the mountain with the wolves chasing after him. I bet he'll never make a comment about snowboarders again. But Parker now is by herself and she goes to sleep because honest to God, if I was trapped on a ski lift and I knew I was going to be there for like a solid week, I would also just constantly try to be asleep until I just kind of... <laughs> you know <laughs> so it is officially now the next day and parker wakes up and absolutely nobody is there no police have came there's just no rescue okay i don't know why i brought the police into this nobody came to rescue her so she's like huh i have to take matters into my own hands now i have to become the final girl i have to take on the hardest job in every horror movie to ever exist man i have to carry this franchise on my back baby and how does she decide to become the final girl 
Yeah, by following in her boyfriend's footsteps, our girl decides to jump from the ski lift. (laughs) And lo and behold, she actually makes it. But the ski lift itself falls on top of her foot. Because earlier when Joe was Spider-Manning his way across the cables, the bolts had started to loosen. So the second that she falls from the ski lift onto the floor, the ski lift proceeds to follow behind her and lands directly on her ankle. But our girl now is determined. She has the power of the final girls before her in her body. So think of her as Aang, right? So she has all that power now. So the ski lift falls on her ankle. It's just a sprain. It's not even a fracture. She then begins to do what her boyfriend and Joe could not do before her. She slides and climbs down that mountain. And on her way down, she sees this trail of blood. And she's like, oh my god, whose blood could that be? It is Joe's blood as the pack of wolves devour him, okay? And like I said, she now has the power of the final girl in her. So when the wolf sees her, she looks at the wolf and she literally says, I'm the captain now. The wolf turns around, goes back to eating Joe, and she continues her way down the mountain. Man could never, okay? Man could never. What's that saying from when they got on the moon? It's like one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Man could never do what Parker just did down that mountain. So after Parker fights her way down that mountain, she then collapses at the side of the road where a car finds her, loads her up into the car, lets her know she'll be okay, and the movie cuts out. So that was Frozen 2010. I definitely think this movie is underrated. It was also filmed practically, which means that they were actually 50 feet in the air on those ski lifts filming. And if that's not reason enough to give them a 5 out of 5, then the suspense and effects are. The characters aren't exactly the best characters that were ever written. They make some of the most stupid choices I've ever seen, but they make choices that I think any of us would have made had we been trapped 50 feet in the air on a ski lift, so I can't fault them. And I tend to enjoy anybody that refuses to pay $95 to do anything, even if it is something that they kind of need. So hey, (laughs) I think that they were great characters sad to see them go happy to see parker survive i know that she's technically not a final girl she didn't have any confrontation with a killer or with a situation that was gonna kill her i mean she was gonna die if she stayed in that ski lift but it's not like it was gonna attack her you know but it's fun to think that she was channeling laurie strode as she crawled down that mountain so i'm gonna give it to her just to give it to her And I'm going to give the movie a solid 4 out of 5, which, hearing the very simple premise, probably seems like I'm giving it a lot. But I really enjoy this movie, and I think that it has a lot of really great moments, especially that jumping scene. And I also think that the suspense is so good, and if you've never seen this movie, the way I describe it does not give it justice at all. You need to sit down and watch Frozen 2010. But thank you all for listening to the podcast. I'm your host, Clary. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else that you feel like it. And you can find me on Twitter at Black Final Girl and on Instagram at The Black Final Girl. And I will see you guys next week.